Thanks for joining us again on the Rural Wellness Podcast, a podcast to support, connect and provide education to those in rural and remote areas, to show you that you aren't alone when it comes to your health and to empower you to make a positive change in your life. In today's episode, I had another one of our speakers for the 2020 Rural Women's Health Forum here sharing her health story. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Rural Wellness Podcast. In today's episode, we have Lauren Dellinger from Happy Style Tribe on. Her business is all about empowering women to have body confidence and self-love. I'm so excited to have you on and I welcome you to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here as well. (laughs) So Lauren, I was wondering if you could sort of tell us um, a little bit more about yourself. Sure. So yeah, like you said, um, I'm pretty obsessed with self-development and um, learning lots of new ways um, anyone can help improve their overall well-being, especially when it comes to mindset. So um, self-talk that everybody has, that little voice in their head um, and their conscious and subconscious minds. Um, What else? I live on a farm. <laughs> I love being outdoors and I'm a bit of a tomboy, but on the other hand, I'm, I love shopping as well. Um, there are a few little random things about me. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it comes to my passion, I'm definitely obsessed with learning ways and to improve not only my own well-being and overall confidence and self-esteem, but definitely ways to help others. Yeah, that's so cool. I think like um, it's really needed in today's um, day and age with um, the, you know, social media and um, magazines and things like that to have positive body image because we're looking at these perfect uh, daily sort of highlight reels and we're not seeing the real people um, behind these campaigns. So yeah, I think it's really cool that you're doing this and um, yeah, I think it's great. And especially for young women as well, this is such an important thing that we need to be teaching them every day. Um, so I know a little bit about you and a little bit about your background, but I was wondering if you could tell our listeners, what has been your biggest health challenge? Um, so I guess if I unravel everything and get right down to the core, it was definitely um, self-esteem and confidence not just body confidence, but overall. So the body confidence, it did my health evolved into an eating disorder, but um, the core and the base of it was because I had really low self-esteem and confidence. Um, It was brought on by years of bullying. Um, I actually, I've started watching a show again, um, like you do in your spare time when you're just wanting to chill out. Pretty Little Lies. A few other people have probably heard of that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm starting to watch that again. And there was a quote in there. There's lots of bullying in that show, which is kind of interesting for me as well to do research and analyse behaviours and that. Um, but one of the girls, a character on there, said something about um, how she was going to break a girl down like breaking a horse, um, which I thought was really interesting, like just bullying is kind of chipping away and constantly just giving them little um, 
like the other person is constantly just getting tormented and little like I don't know what you do to break a horse but I know that there's lots of training and lots of sort of I can't think of a word <laughs> but it's it's definitely um how bullying affects people anyway it's just that constant torment and breaking them down and slowly just killing their self-esteem um which I thought was quite interesting to hear in that way um but yeah that's definitely a big player in my health journey um but I guess everything is a choice as well and in that case because I was had such low self-esteem I did choose to take the victim route and I didn't stand up for myself and I took everything on board and um, it ate away at me as it does with a lot of people um, but yeah like I said everything is a choice which is something that I like to try and teach now um, now that I have um, come out the other side um, but yeah once my self-esteem was really low and I was struggling to make good decisions and I didn't feel good enough um, it started to evolve into obsessive exercise, um, which I thought that because a lot of it was people were picking on me um, for my looks and my weight. Um, yeah, so I thought if I can fix that, then perhaps the bullying will stop. Um, so, yeah, I was obsessively exercising like I don't know if you guys want to know examples, but I was literally like riding 20k a day after school. I did swimming training. I was running like ridiculous. Every spare minute I had, I was just exercising. Yeah, wow. Um, and then once I started to notice the weight drop off, um, yeah, it just it just got worse. But then my energy levels started to deplete like crazy and I couldn't exercise anymore so that's when I started to restrict all my eating and that just kept spiraling out of control um and I kept this up for about six years I was also living in Melbourne and um to numb out the pain I was going out on weekends just crazy partying um which is it's hard to think of now um <laughs> but I was yeah like I said I was carrying that out for about six years um just numbing myself on the weekend to get me through the week and then um I think it was 2003 or 2004 I ended up having two seizures um because I had extremely low potassium oh my goodness I was put on a drip <laughs> um yeah they were probably those seizures were probably about two weeks apart yeah. and um what I was that sort of mum and dad came down to get me like when those happened was that when you started to know yeah. that something was oh. wrong and you had to make a change or yeah how did how did you sort of get through it and come out the other side to where you are now um I think that was definitely when, because um, mum and dad came down after the second seizure and just took me home. Like I didn't even get a chance to pack my room. They were like, you're coming home now and we're just going to pack your room another week. And um, yeah, you, we've just got to fix this, which was good. And I'm so grateful for, um, because I definitely, I emotionally numbed out that much that I didn't value my life anymore either. So um yeah, it's pretty sad. I'm actually getting a little bit emotional thinking about it again. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, 
yeah it's definitely the breaking point I think for me was definitely further down the track once I started to unravel those emotions and find myself again um but I definitely knew that something wasn't right at that point but I was I was just I was numb and um I had no feelings at all (laughs) Um, and can you talk a little bit like what age did it sort of first start for you the um low self-esteem and the sort of bullying and things like that um so probably grade four I had a really close circle of friends and then grade four it all broke up and then the torment started literally from grade four by the time I got into high school um there was a heap of new people and I was really excited because lots of rural towns in a rural school were coming in and I was excited to meet new people. Um, but because I think I'd come in with that victim mentality mindset, I was just an easy target because I was sort of opening myself up to it. I understand that now, but then I just thought it was because it was, it was my fault and what I look like and like I was taking it all on board. Um, but yeah, it definitely, it just kept getting worse and worse. And then once I started to like boys and then they were picking on me, I was just like, mm, I'm never going to have a boyfriend either. <laughs> yeah, it just was. So probably grade four it started. Yeah. yeah. And I think and as you said. for my whole, whole school life. Yeah. And I think as you said, um, in regards to when you have that victim, like, mentality or like you feeling like the victim and that's sort of what you're bringing on yourself and I think obviously you've done a lot of personal development now and self-work but um I I know myself if you if that's the mindset you're kind of in then those things are just going to be constantly given back to you and given back to you and given back to you where if you have this really positive mindset and growth mindset and you're optimistic and you're looking for something bigger and better then that's what the universe is going to throw at you you're going to be you know having those bigger things are going to be is going to be thrown at you rather than it's a vicious circle I I totally get it but it's awesome to see you on the other side that's for sure um can you talk to me (laughs) a little bit about your healing and how you got to where you are now sure so um I guess from my outside perspective now I I see that a lot of it is about finding yourself and things your purpose your values things that you want rather than what other people want as well because a lot of my um, beliefs and values and stuff were built in by bullies and things that other people had told me and over and over and over again um, continuously that are I eventually started to believe. So um, coming home and um, just learning new things, my mum was great in um, just doing research and helping me, introducing me to meditation and mindfulness. She didn't actually know anything about that world either, so it was all new to her and um, she did a lot of research, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, And because I couldn't work, (laughs) um, I actually was helping dad on the farm and just being outside because I was such a tomboy as a kid and being outside and doing all that farm work um, that was really a big turning point for me because I started to find things that I enjoyed and I started to feel happy again but not not for the reason of like being heavily drunk or like out partying um, 
it was for I was sober I was um, happy doing something that I enjoyed out in nature yeah I don't know it's hard to explain it sounds a little bit woo-woo but <laughs> no it's, um, really cool. like was... it's a combination of everything and it's m- maybe a beautiful journey that you and your mum have taken on and your whole family have taken on together rather than uh going to you know a rehab center or seeing a, a counselor and psychologist and things like that it's a real and, and you know a few years like it might never even been available for you to go and, and see um someone to sort of well, absolutely choose um, but it's really a beautiful journey and I'm, I'm sure this is me just jumping and you can tell me if that's not true, but the relationship you've probably built, built with your parents now from going through this experience and, and healing both, both of you together, um, is probably much stronger than what it was beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't get me wrong. There was definitely lots of hard times as well. Like it's not recovery oh totally (laughs) it's not like um rainbows and just it's all perfect literally every day I felt like I was taking um two steps forward and one step back and um a lot of the time they sort of say that it takes you as long to recover as how long it took you to get to the to the place um that you're in like your rock bottom or whatever anyone what you call it <laughs> yeah um, definitely. yeah and I think that's with any health condition yeah, too it's definitely yes it's yeah. definitely a process and you just got to be patient and my parents were very patient as well as the rest of my family um and yeah <laughs> yeah no that's... Um, I did end up seeing a lot of Sorry, I did end up seeing a lot of psychologists, um, but I didn't really find many that I clicked with. And I think there's only so much that you can say before. Um, like I started searching for tools. That's when I started to really dive deeper into this um, self-development world. Um, and I ended up falling in love with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. Okay, so I guess my I love giving people steps and tools to be able to change their life and change for themselves a little bit you know we can sit there and talk to you and tell you what to do but unless they've got some actionable steps and things that they can sort of take home to doing their everyday life uh it's really hard to just see yeah you've got to have those to be able to get the results i think that's my personal opinion anyway no absolutely i couldn't agree more and um like same with even my work you have to want to change you have to make the change yourself like we're just coaches um giving you the tools to help improve your life nobody else can make that choice except for you yeah yeah definitely i'm so i want to thank you so much for being so open in sharing your story with everybody Uh, it's so hard and so hard to be vulnerable but with vulnerability like it comes through and you can shine from it and through the vulnerability it's going to help other people as well so i'm super grateful and i'm so thankful for you to be able to share this story um with us and i think maybe we'll move on and sort of dig into now where you're at now with the happy style tribe and what you're doing there to help other people prevent going through what you've gone through 
Yeah, sure. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm still always learning new things and there's always lots of stuff um, going on where I can go and um, develop myself better so then I can help develop other people better and give you guys tools. Um, but Happy Style Tribe is a lot about sharing and sharing honest stories and experiences and real and inspiring thoughts. Um, for mostly for women and teens, but some guys follow the page, which is good too. Um, I believe um, that this it's a safe community um, with like-minded women, um, and I think that's so empowering to have that community and feel like you can share in a safe space. Um, because I do think that sharing is very important. Um, hanging on to emotional traumas and experiences isn't healthy. Psychologists are great for that. Um, but if you are wanting tools and stuff, I have a lot that I've tried and tested over the years um, during my, my recovery, which is where I share a lot of that on the page and um, through my website and social media. So yeah, um, I also am wanting to um, start going into schools and I haven't quite worked it out yet, but perhaps do some workshops or speaking events. Um, but yeah, it's just about learning and sharing experiences, stories, um, all to do with confidence and self-esteem. And probably having a really big support network as well. So knowing that you aren't alone and, and yeah. that you're there to cheer you on to try and help you improve and everyone improve. A hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. That community support is so important. And especially, yeah, having like-minded women, there's no need to feel intimidated because everyone's there for the same reason. Um, I've had uh, one of my patients um, do the um, your program and the changes she experienced was just amazing. And that's why I was oh, like, so oh, we need, to, we need to talk. And this is a really amazing thing that we need to get out to more people as well. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see the growth of the Happy Style Tribe as well. Do you have any advice that you could give parents with teenagers to sort of help them, you know, map through, trek through this little world of social media and, you know, all of the Photoshop and all of those things because it's such a scary world. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's definitely something that I personally didn't have to go fully through. I think when I was a teenager that we still had MySpace, but it wasn't that popular. <laughs> Sorry if you're younger and don't know what that is. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, so definitely um, keeping them um, out and trying new things, um, finding a passion, giving them something to focus on rather than focusing on thoughts. Um, and once they start to feel valued in themselves, like they are good at something, like, I don't know, for instance, if they're into music, maybe encourage them to pick up an instrument or encourage them to sing or encourage them to play sport or um, encourage them to cook if they like doing things like just having some sort of passion or something more than one is even better because then as soon as you feel like you're good at something then your self-worth and value increases and your confidence also increases as well and then that's when you can start to shift those negative thought patterns as well because you are feeling good enough 
Um, so yeah, definitely encourage them to find something that they enjoy doing. If not one, many, um, I definitely uh, recommend that. And lots of love and support. If your child is being bullied, um, they're most likely depressed or anxious as well. Their mind will be constantly thinking of negative thoughts. Um, and the tough love approach, I feel, can fuel the fire. Um, not, it's not the case with everyone. I guess that probably works with some. You can probably tell if other people are doing it for attention. But um, if it's a serious bullying case, so much love and support, they will be needing it because they're probably torturing themselves in their mind. Um, so the more you can make them feel valued and special, the better. That's, that's amazing. I wouldn't have thought to, I don't know, I would have thought, you know, some other tips might have been there. Um, but having that passion, I think so important. Um, and that's a really yeah. cool tip that you've given that's, you know, probably not spoken about too much either, but it's clearly something that would mm-hmm. work. And I think, you know, sports are a great option, especially in a team environment. And I love cooking as well, but anything, and I, yeah. I talk a little bit about this with self-care as well and self-care is such a really broad um, topic and self-care could be anything. And I think it's whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel good on the inside. And I think that comes down to what are you passionate about? Whatever makes you feel good, fills your cup up. It it could be so different for Mm -hmm. every person. So I I love that. It's really cool. And I hope, um, parents who may be struggling with their um, teenagers at the moment can use that advice. Yeah, it's, it's so important. And it's definitely something that took me a little while to figure out, but um, the more you value yourself through things that you enjoy or just taking time out, even just going for walks outside, if it's something that you enjoy doing, you have to take time out to do those things so that you feel good about yourself. Um, which then it's like a, it just, it, it flows on from there that the, like your confidence, it affects your mood, it affects your um, clarity of what you can think about. Um, yeah, it's doing things for yourself and things that make you happy. Um, it's so important. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the don't sacrifice, you know, don't sacrifice those things that make you happy. Make sure you book time in to do them because yeah. sometimes I think if we get stressed and we get busy, then those things that we, you know, makes us yeah. feel good usually are the first things to go. So uh, that's my tip yeah. anyway. Don't sacrifice them. Definitely go and do them. What yes. would be... the priority. <laughs> yes, 100% prioritise it. What would be three tips that you could, anyone could use to bring in a little bit of self-love to their everyday? Um, just be aware. A lot of the time this, like if you have the negative self-talk or that little voice in your head, your little mean girl, um, she is sometimes just going on in the background and you're not even aware of it. And then you might hear something But just bringing that consciousness back and being aware of the thoughts that you're actually thinking if your mind is going crazy um, and trying to stop yourself and changing that script, changing that inner dialogue and flipping it as as much as you can uh, as soon as you notice it. Um, That It takes time and lots of... um, it, it, It 
takes time and lots of strength, um, but once you get the momentum going, um, it's very, very powerful. Um, so, and also in every moment, whether that be good or bad, try and pause and find things, three, at least three things that you're grateful for in that moment. Um, so even, so for example, what, I don't know why this one sticks out for me, but I was desperately trying to get a job once I started to feel like I could hold a job down um, once I was recovering. And I thought it was going to be at um, a health centre and I thought it was going to be just like it was going to fit in perfectly with what I wanted to do. Um, but I didn't get it. And I literally, the interviewers thought made me feel like I was going to get it and I thought it was going to be perfect, but I didn't. And it was so hard for me to find three things in that moment. But now looking back, if I did get that job, perhaps I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So you've, everything happens for a reason and in every moment try and find three things that you're grateful for um and always look after yourself so and like we said before prioritize that um exercise healthy food meditation and i can't stress this one enough sleep like, mm. get enough sleep definitely i didn't get enough sleep the other night and i was like such a wreck yesterday um <laughs> It's so important and we, yeah, sometimes sacrifice it when we're busy. I'll oh, just do these jobs for a little bit longer and we need to really go to bed. Um, can I yeah. go back in, in these tips, especially the, um, what you're grateful for? Have you um, read the res new book from the Resilience Project? No, I haven't, but I have been hearing some things about it. Yeah, um, I would I've, highly recommend it and highly recommend it to everyone. But um, do you have any recommendations of good books or things like that that you've read that have helped you or podcasts or anything like that? Um, so I'm not really a reader, but I do like audio books. Oh, so am I. I'm an audio <laughs> um, <person>. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Louise Hayes, You Can Hear Your Life, that is amazing. Um, and lots of the generic ones. Let me try and have a look which ones I've got. I haven't actually um, listened to audiobooks for a while. I'm just all about podcasts at the moment. But let me open and see what I've got. Are there any so podcasts, either? Yeah. So Melissa Ambrosini, oh. she's... Um, got uh master your mean girl that's her book and that's amazing as well um catherine Zinkina, she talks all about law of attraction and mindset stuff she really because i tried to listen to the abraham hicks version and that is so complex and the audio is not very good because it's so oh old my gosh. um this is so but, freaky. I tried to listen to that on Tuesday and I could not listen to it. <laughs> I had to stop. But how, yeah. how freaky is that the book you talk about? I was trying to listen to this. She story. breaks it down. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, it's And reading it as well, the book, if you want to read it, it's like if you're a reader, go for it. But the book is literally, it's so thick. And because and, I'm not a reader, I saw, saw that and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. But um, she, Catherine Zinkina is amazing. She, um, her podcast called, it's called Manifestation Babe. She really breaks it down in layman's terms because the law of attraction is quite complex. And if you're a beginner to it and new to it all, it's quite hard to wrap your head around it. Yep. Um, what else? I, if you're wanting some tough love and some really um, 
just strong motivation. The Ed Milet show is amazing. He's worked really closely with Tony Robbins. Um, who else do I like? Amanda Bucci. She's amazing as well. Um, I've got a few other like marketing and stuff here. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, I think that gives heaps of people like so much to start on and I'll provide all of that in the show notes for people to start. Yeah. Give someone those first little steps and tools that they could start to bring in a little bit of self-love into their everyday. Yeah, for sure. Um, what keeps you healthy on a daily basis? Uh, so yeah, like we said before, we're good to try, everyone's got to try and prioritize it. I'm just as bad sometimes as like if I'm busy that sometimes exercise is the first to go, but I'm really trying to focus and prioritize that, um, as I'm sure it's the same with everyone, but exercise, um, taking at least half an hour, 20 minutes to do something for me, um, meditation, getting plenty of sleep. Um, I practice intuitive eating, which is something that I'm going to be diving deeper into, into um, with Happy Style Tribe um, this year and just sort of explaining a bit more about that. Um, listening to your intuition and telling the truth to yourself. Um, yeah, and I said me time. <laughs> so have like, I love singing. So I spend time at least 20 minutes a day doing I'm mostly in the car. Awesome. Because <laughs> that's when I can fit it in. <laughs> cool. And that's what I love. Like you can fit some self-love or self-care into your day in any way. We just have to be a little bit creative. And yes, we're all so busy. But if you've got 20 minutes in the car, then definitely you can do some seeing in that 20 minutes. Um, yeah. And that's you've just come full circle really from a place where you – were over-exercising and not eating enough to now just nourishing your body and listening to your body and, you know, fueling it with the foods that it wants to fuel, be fueled with. So it's amazing to see you come full circle and really flourish in life. So that's so cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm really um, – I, I guess I am. It's, it's not like um, – it doesn't mean I'm arrogant or anything to say that I'm proud of myself and everyone should be able to do that as well. So yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. should be proud of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so how can people work with you? Do you have some programs? Do you work one-on-one? Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Sure. So um, I am, I have been doing a bit of a revamp of my um, niche and everything that I'm sort of providing um, and my programs. Um, so yes, I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching for teens as well as women of all ages. Um, I have an e-course as well, which you mentioned before, it's called Discover Brave Confidence. Um, that comes out every six months. So if you follow my social media channel to get able to see when that one's coming out. Um, and I am also looking to do future work, workshops in schools and um, speaking events like yours. And um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at at the moment. Perfect. And where can people find you? Sure. So um, all my handles are Happy Style Tribe. So on Facebook at Happy Style Tribe, on Instagram, and my website is happystyletribe.com.au. 
Fantastic. And I'm so excited to have you at the Rural Women's Health Forum in May. And I can't wait to be able to share this, your story more with the with the audience and everyone attending because I think it's something that everyone will be able to take something away from it. Yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk soon and um, we will see you on the 1st of May. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would like to take the time to thank one of our amazing sponsors, Active Truth, and an Australian activewear brand who celebrates women regardless of their size, shape or stage of life by offering performance activewear in, a, in an extensive range of sizes. We thank them greatly for being a sponsor and I'm going to share one of my big secrets with you. For all of those attending the 2020 Rural Women's Health Forum, you will receive a $50 Active Truth voucher. How amazing is that? So make sure you jump online to the ruralnaturopath.com and get your ticket today to avoid disappointment.